When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After leaving teaching because of some serious burnout, she vowed to build the community she wished existed when she needed it most. She went from classroom teacher to an educational consultant, instructional designer, and six-figure business owner. Now, she's here to help you achieve happiness and work-life balance, whether inside or outside the classroom. Come join our discussion as we talk about managing teacher burnout, career transitions outside the classroom, starting a side hustle, and everything in between. Here's your host of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast and your new personal cheerleader, Daphne Gomez. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. I'm Daphne Williams. Happy New Year. If you are listening to this in real time, we are in 2021. As I'm recording it, we're actually in the middle of the pandemic. And even while everything is shut down and boring, I still have no idea how 2020 flew by so quickly. I want you to, right now, think of last year's New Year's resolution. Did you achieve those goals or did you get distracted and forget about them by the end of January? Don't feel bad. Nobody probably achieved all of their 2020 goals. It was a terrible year for most people. And don't feel bad if you don't usually achieve all of your goals. This is really normal. Time only gets faster as we get older. And in order to achieve difficult or large goals, you have to start working on setting and monitoring your goals. It's far too easy to look back and realize you forgot your goals and your priorities, especially when they're not front and center of your daily routines. For those of you listening, thinking of a career transition or thinking of starting a new business or implementing new strategies this school year, you might be thinking, okay, well, I'll get around to that when I have time. We've all been there. There's a popular Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time is now. The productivity strategies I'm going to teach you today have helped me switch careers from teaching, start and run a six-figure business, remember to practice self-care, and everything in between. You know, I'm not superwoman or any different than you, and I definitely fail at reaching my goals, but I reflect on them and I adjust and I just keep on trucking in the right direction. None of my biggest accomplishments happened overnight. I've worked really hard to get to where I am today. Yeah, usually in order to see the biggest results, I've had to work patiently for months or even years until I get a big payoff or a reward. I'm still growing, I'm still learning to manage my goal setting, and it's not gonna be something that happens instantly. You'll also have to adjust and reflect if your goals aren't realistic. I just want you to take my goal setting strategies to help you move towards where you wanna be, one purposeful, intentional day at a time. I don't want another year to slip by without you moving towards your goals. What I found out about many of the members of the teacher career coach community, you're in survival mode. You're barely making it week to week or month to month. Now, whether that's because of burnout or financial insecurity, you're surviving, but you deserve so much more. 
My goal is to help you go from surviving to thriving this year. You know, life gets in your way, priorities, it's gonna happen. Before you know it, another year could have passed without you getting to where you wanna be. But I don't want you to feel like you've wasted months or years without moving towards your specific goals. And that's why it's so important that you start focusing today. I've broken down goal setting into three major steps, which I'm gonna cover in this episode. We're gonna start with getting clear on the what and the why, we'll get into setting habits, and then we'll finish with tracking your efforts. And I don't want you to miss the very end of this episode because I have a fun activity that I want you to participate in. In order to see amazing transformations in your life, you're gonna first need to get clear on the what. You'll have to self-reflect to really decide what you want, but it needs to be what you really want and not what other people are asking you to do. It can be kind of general as you're figuring out the details. Maybe I want to start freelancing or I want to change careers. And you might not know exactly what type of freelancing you want to do or exactly what career you're headed towards, but you want to be clear on one big thing you're working on right now. I want you to focus on just one thing so that you don't have too much on your plate and you can set other goals but try to keep them to self-care, mental or physical health, or family or social related goals. Just a quick sidebar, this is something that is difficult. It's something I am not good at myself personally. If you saw my list of one-year goals, it was launching a podcast, writing a book, redoing a course, creating a new course, public speaking events. It's something that I struggle with all the time and I don't practice what I preach here. I just don't want you to put too much on your plate and then beat yourself up over it. I want you to know that what you're putting down is gonna be attainable and realistic. As you start to set your one big goal, you're also gonna need to establish why it's important for you to help keep you motivated. Why do you want to do that particular thing? Maybe you wanna pursue a new career because you wanna spend more time with your loved ones and you wanna be happier on your time off and you wanna have a job with a specific salary so that you can buy a house. If you're thinking of transitioning into a new career, this is gonna be something really personal to you. There are so many different reasons why you might be making that decision and it's going to vary. I want you to reflect on why it's important to you and really focus on that reason. If you're thinking of becoming a freelancer, why do you want to start to earn extra money? If you're thinking of starting your own business, why do you want that extra money? Is it because you wanna supplement your kid's college fund? Is it because you wanna go on vacations every summer? I want you to start to really figure out what that why is. Even if you're thinking of losing weight or setting up structures in your classroom to help save you time, why are you wanting to do those things? Because they're gonna end up taking effort before you see the payoff. And the why is what's gonna help you push past the struggle, especially when you wanna give up. The author of a book that I love, The Power of Habit, explains that there's a significant chance of relapse even after you've replaced old habits anytime you're under stress. Your why is how you are going to stay passionate and push past the stress as you're working towards these particular goals. You know, I personally made the goal to leave teaching because I was in a toxic work environment. I was suffering from severe burnout and depression. I was just miserable and I wanted to pursue a life where I was happy, period. If it meant a pay cut, I was more than happy to take it. 
I just wanted to be happy again. I'm a really happy person. And that year was very hard for me, that last year of teaching. And why did I want to be happy? Well, I didn't want to lose a relationship with my then boyfriend, who's now my fiance. I felt like if I stayed another year, I probably would have. I wanted to enjoy doing what I loved, but I wanted to have the ability to have a life outside of work. I wanted to be able to pay my rent. Now, with that goal, with that why, it was easy to keep pushing until I found a new job. I honestly, I didn't see any other option for me at that point. But with other goals, it might be harder. So I currently want to write a book, but I'm drowning with other projects and it would be pretty easy to walk away from that goal. My why is what's going to keep me going. My why is I want to help support as many people as possible. I want to help this community grow in as many ways as I can, and I want more people to know that this support exists. My book will help me do that, and it's easier to reach that long-term goal of writing a book with focusing on my why. If you have the what without the why, it's so easy to lose your motivation when times get hard. Next, you're going to have to set goals that are realistic but challenging. Like I mentioned before, I'm recording this during the pandemic. I definitely have put on quite a few quarantine pounds that I am not particularly proud of. I bought a Peloton. We're working towards making some progress in that area. But what if I told you I was going to lose five pounds in one year's time? Would you think that I was pushing myself or do you feel like I might be giving myself a little bit too much wiggle room for failure? For example, it's okay if your career transition goal is one year or even three years away. Let's say maybe because you're waiting to vest into your pension. But the longer you put off working and taking action towards that goal, the more challenging it's actually going to be to ever get started in the right direction. One really good example I have of this is I actually used to be a chain smoker. I started smoking at a really, really young age, and I didn't attempt to even quit smoking until probably I was in my mid-20s. The thing that changed it for me is I read a book. It was called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking by Dr. Alan Carr, and it changed the game for me. With quitting smoking, you always had to put a date in mind. Okay, well... You know, December 1st, I'm going to quit. Uh, how about December 15th? Maybe I'll push it until January. And that date scares you and you just keep pushing it back or pushing it back. You put it in your head that it's too hard to ever get started. The way that this book was written is it explains that you can start the book and you can finish the book. And it actually encourages you to keep smoking if you haven't already quit. If you've already quit, you know, you don't want to start just because you're reading the book. But as you read the book, you're able to continue to smoke. So you can start reading it and you don't have to be afraid that you're committing to anything right at that minute. And by the time you get to chapter seven or chapter eight, you realize you don't want to continue smoking. And it's not because it tells you, you know, smoking's bad for you and it's bad for your health because you knew that your whole life. The reason why it was so effective for me is it just told me that quitting smoking was actually pretty easy. Everybody else has always said, oh, when you quit smoking, it's going to be really hard. 
And this book just reinforced, it's just like not scratching an itch and it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but that goes away after seven days. And then by 30 days, it's no longer an issue. And it just continued to reinforce mindset changes that I quit before I even finished the book. And that was something that was really surprising to me. So the longer that you put off doing something that scares you, the more challenging it's going to be to get started in that right direction. Whether it's one year time or three years time, you're going to want to lay out every step you need to take to accomplish your big goal so that you can start chopping away at it now. Every week, you should be working towards that big goal in one way or the other, even if it's baby steps, even if it's only for 15 minutes. The average job takes six to eight weeks from the first interview to the start date. So how many months do you have between now and your peak application season? You should be setting networking goals. You should be building new skill sets. You should be doing industry research. You should try freelancing or starting a business in that direction. Anything that you can do in that in-between time. If you have a good year or three years worth of time, I highly recommend you go back to episode 10, Five Reasons Why You Should Start a Side Hustle. If you only have about three months worth of time, I would just work directly towards that career transition goal. And if you're looking for a checklist of everything you need to do during a career transition, you can find it included in my career transition guide for teachers, which is my getting started guide that you can find at teachercareercoach.com forward slash transition guide. To sum it all up, in order to achieve your big goals, your first big step is to actually decide what that big goal is going to be. Keep it to just one big goal for right now as you're learning and you're adapting and you have a ton on your plate, especially if you're still in the classroom. That way you do not burn out and you can see yourself making progress on that goal. You want to make sure your goal is challenging and you want to lay out all the tiny steps that you need to take towards achieving that particular goal. And after you've established the goals and your reasons behind those goals, you want to start setting habits to help you remember to work on these goals on a regular basis. Examples of habits can be something as simple as waking up 30 minutes earlier or setting aside one hour every Saturday to work on blank or even journaling your to-do list for the very next day to help keep you organized. I've been working on establishing a morning routine and it's something that I still struggle with adapting to, but I'm making progress on making that a habit. I wanna wake up every morning, meditate, work out, and then look at what I accomplished the day before and decide what I need to accomplish on that particular day before I even get started. You know, another interesting thing that I learned when reading The Power of Habit, which I'll link in today's show notes, is how our brain associates senses with habits. For example, I drink coffee every day pretty much all day long, but I actually make a mental note to drink green tea or mint tea when I want to focus for one hour. I've started to associate green tea with staying focused, and so I use that strategy when I'm writing content or scripts and I need to really focus on something for an hour. So try finding your productivity beverage or snack that you're only going to associate with working on your goals. Maybe it's cucumber-infused water or peppermint tea or grapes, just whatever you want to associate with that specific time frame. As I've implemented this, I've actually noticed that it's helped me stay productive during my usual slump hours right between two and three when I start to get social media distracted. It's been really powerful for me, so I definitely recommend that you try it. On average, it takes about 60 days to really start to form habits. So if you wanted to go for a morning run every morning or learn a new skill set every afternoon, 
you have to push yourself that many times before it becomes a second nature to you. And not working towards your goals can also be habit forming. So to reiterate, habits are different than goals, but they help us work towards our goals so they quickly become second nature to us. As we establish our habits, they can help us reach our goals more efficiently. So you want them to be aligned with one another. After setting your what and your why and establishing habits to help you complete your tasks, you want to start to reflect on your efforts to help you monitor your progress and move forward. With your long-term goals, it's so important that you track your progress with weekly, quarterly, and annual check-ins. How far did you get? Did your timeline need to be adjusted? And what areas did you struggle in? What did you do great? What have you accomplished? You know, celebrating your success is huge because we are our own freaking worst critics. You have to keep celebrating and acknowledging how far you've come from when you first started. You might be looking at other people. You might be trying to track your progress looking at their progress, and that is not the right way to approach this. You are only competing with the past you. Are you better than who you were five months ago? Are you better than who you were 12 months ago? That is who you are competing with, and every day just make progress in being a better you. Using a planner and reflecting on a regular basis is one of the best ways you can grow in this area. We're never going to be perfect the first round. I've changed what my annual goals are so many times. It's perfectly natural and you should totally expect that. But I never would have achieved what I have in my lifetime if it wasn't for setting these goals and being consistent on working towards improving the process that works best for me and my life. Your life and your situation is unique to you and only you. So only you can establish what routines and procedures can work in your schedule. But it's so important that you reflect on what you can add or what you can take off of your plate to keep working towards a life that fulfills you. So in this episode, we discussed best practices and goal setting. It included getting clear on the what and the why, setting habits, and tracking your efforts. Now here is your fun activity. Remember, the very first step is being clear on your what and your why. Now, what I want you to do in the next few days is schedule some time to sit down and create a vision board. Seriously, the vision board is going to represent your why and help you stay motivated towards your goals when you feel overwhelmed or like giving up. Find images or words that inspire you and help keep you motivated. Maybe it's cutting out pictures of your family if they're your way. Maybe it's buying a new house or a car. Maybe it's working remotely full time. This can be like a physical poster board. It can be a cardboard cutout. It can be just digital on the background of your computer. It's important that it's easy for you to see. You see it on a regular basis and it helps you stay motivated when you start to struggle. If you are comfortable sharing, you can actually share it in your stories and tag at Teacher Career Coach on Instagram, and I'll share a few of my favorites that are passed along. I'll even share mine for this particular year. My very last piece of advice is to invest in yourself. I know that money does not grow on trees, but a lot of times the easiest way to stay motivated is to put your money where your mouth is. I purchased a business lesson on how to create a digital course, 
And then I knew I had to hold myself accountable to actually creating that digital course. I didn't have a time frame. I didn't say within a month. I didn't say within a year. But I knew at that particular time, as I made that purchase, it was going to help save me time towards working on that goal. But it was also going to help me stay motivated and on track. If it's weight loss, you might want to purchase a couple of books to help you invest in yourself. Look into ways that you can put your money where your mouth is on your particular goal. This is optional, but it's completely recommended because this is the time that you really tell yourself you believe you can make this a success. If you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure you click subscribe. And I really appreciate if you took the time to leave me a review. Leaving a review lets me know that you like the content and more importantly, it helps other teachers find the support in this community. I'll see you on the next episode of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast.